Hi guys, this is Cheryl who's Miss Anonymous. You are now checked into the rehab. Welcome back. Um, hope you guys have been having an absolutely amazing week. And if you haven't been, guess what? The week's not over. Tomorrow is a new day and a new chance to turn everything around. So that's my positivity for today. Now, let's jump into today's topic. Guys, today I want to talk about something that I probably should have covered about two months ago when this podcast first went live, but we're going to cover it today. So today's topic is going to be self-love. And no, I'm not talking about the cliche kind of self-love, like, yay, you should be in love with yourself and you're awesome and fab. Um, No, we're going to go a little bit deeper into that. Because see, a lot of the times when people hear the word self-love, it kind of has like a negative connotation to it, right? Because when people say, I have a lot of love for myself, most individuals interpret that as being narcissistic. And there's a huge difference between the two, right? You can have self-love for yourself in a perfectly healthy manner and that's kind of what we're going to talk about or you could have self-love in the sense that you put yourself above everybody else at the expense of other people so that's the key differentiator when you think about when narcissistic people love themselves versus when somebody healthily loves themselves right so a narcissistic person definitely loves themselves but the problem is that they love themselves at the expense of other people which means that if they have to you know put others in danger or take advantage of other people just so they could preserve themselves just so they could be in a better position they will do that and that's when it's toxic because it's great to have self-love for yourself But that doesn't mean that you need to hurt other individuals in the process of you getting there. So today we're going to talk about the healthy kind of self-love. And we're going to kind of break away from some of the cliches because a lot of the people that think that having self-love has a negative connotation, they look at self-love as being conceited, as being overly confident. And that's not true. Every individual on the face of the planet has to have some level of self-love because in order for you to love yourself, there's so many other basic needs that you need to fulfill for yourself before you can even get to that level, right? And that in itself is an accomplishment because that means that you have dealt with a lot of insecurities, you've Uh, dealt with a lot of fears, you've gone through a lot of life experiences, you understand that you're not perfect, and then you finally reached a place where despite all of those things, you still love yourself. So let's start from the beginning and let's start with the journey. The idea of self-love is not just the fact that you love yourself. There's so many different pieces that go into it. And I started talking about some of that a couple seconds ago. So part of loving yourself is accepting yourself at the basic level, flaws and all. There is no person on this planet, and I'm going to repeat this again, there is no person on the face of this planet that is perfect. There's no one that's physically perfect. There's no one that's emotionally perfect. There's no one that's psychologically perfect. 
it doesn't exist. Perfection doesn't exist. Because guess what? The idea of beauty, the idea of somebody being a great person is all relative. It's all a matter of perception, depending on who you ask. So to one person, the preference might be somebody that has dark features. So their idea of beauty is, you know, that person is gorgeous because they have dark features. Guess what? Somebody else could like somebody with light features. So their idea of beauty is now somebody that has light features. So do you see that, that even the, the concept of perfect in itself is flawed because there's no one set measure that people could agree upon as the standard of beauty. And I'm just talking about external beauty, right? It's the same thing when it comes to personality. One person might think that somebody being kind is really important. Another person might think, you know, in order for somebody to be perfect, they have to be very intelligent. So the key concept or the building block of self-love is understanding that you are not like anyone else. And that's the real beautiful thing. If we were all like each other, think about how boring this planet would be. We would know exactly how one another thinks. We could predict each other's actions. And there's nothing that would set us apart. And after a while, we would just get bored of each other and of ourselves. So the fundamental building block of self-love is accepting that you're not perfect, but also appreciating that you have flaws. And here's the key differentiator, guys, of someone who's just okay about themselves and someone that has evolved to a point where they actually love themselves. Your flaws is what sets you apart from every other individual on the planet. So embrace it. Every person has insecurities. Every single individual. And as I started to talk about, people have physical insecurities. They have emotional insecurities. They have financial insecurities. But there's no one else that exists on the planet that is the exact composition of you. No one has the same exact DNA. Nobody thinks the same exact way. Nobody else on this planet looks like you. So that entire composition only exists in one being and that is you. That in itself makes you special. I don't care if there's like 10 billion people on the planet. I don't care if that ends up being 100 billion people on the planet. Guess what? The beautiful thing about us as human beings is the fact that each one of us is still unique. Even if you're a twin, your personalities are not identical. So each person is unique. And what makes us so special is the fact that our flaws is what sets us apart. So that's step number one in the journey of self-love. Accepting and acknowledging what your flaws are and then realizing that that's what makes you beautiful. Now, are there things that you can improve upon? Of course. We all have things that we can improve upon, right? So that's part of the journey. But that doesn't mean that just because you have imperfections or flaws that you're, that's going to take away for how you feel about yourself. And that kind of builds into step number two. Once you've accepted who you are as a person, your good side and your bad side, you then look at it like the confidence aspect of it. I am me and there's no one else on this planet that is exactly like me. That is my superpower. I do not need to be like anyone else. And guys, if you haven't checked in, uh, or checked out another episode that I did on being your own superhero, 
please go check it out because I think that that episode really talks about building your confidence. And if you're not at this step two, then there's some great advice that's in that episode that might definitely help you out. So step one, you're accepting your flaws and you're realizing that you are unique and you're special despite it. Two is the confidence. Guys, you have to build a thick skin to survive in this world. Because in this world, there's sheep and there's lions for the majority part. So in order for you to truly achieve self-love, you have to understand that regardless of what other people think about you, it is irrelevant. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this because I think sometimes people forget that. Never give other people the power to influence your mind and to influence your decisions, especially when you know that they don't have your best interests at heart or if you do not trust their advice. Never, never put your worth in anybody's hands. You yourself determine what your self-worth is. You yourself establish who you are as an individual. There's no one else that controls your destiny but you. You alone are the architect of your life. And that is the mindset that you need to have in order to build confidence. No one can ever make you feel a certain type of way without your consent. Ever. I don't care who that person is. Never give somebody else the power to do that to you. And part of confidence, and this kind of leads leads into step three, is self-respect. More than anything else on this planet, have enough respect for yourself to say, if this situation doesn't suit me, if this situation doesn't make me happy, then I am going to take action and I'm going to do something about it. So guys, do you see how one thing kind of builds into another? Because in order for you to have confidence, you have to acknowledge that you're not perfect. And then you also have to accept that despite me not being perfect, I am still special and I'm still unique. And once you kind of have that confidence, that helps you with the self-respect and the self-worth aspect of the journey. Because if you don't have self-respect for yourself, I guarantee you no one else does. And you know, the craziest thing is like, and this is probably the best analogy that I could give um, to explain this concept. Think about when a product gets created or when you build something. Essentially, that thing doesn't exist. So if you want to go into business, you yourself have to have to establish what is the value of this product? What is the value of this thing? So you are the person that gives it that value because it didn't exist before. Think of yourself at that same level. There's only one of you. So you yourself have to say, this is what my worth is. This is what my value is. And that comes from obviously having self-respect. If you allow people to walk all over you, I guarantee you when they're going to one day they're going to be doing a break dance all over you because that's just how it goes. You give somebody an inch, they're going to take a foot. So you need to have self-worth, self-respect, self-confidence. And once you have these three things in you, that is when you can honestly say, I love myself inside and out. Because now you've conquered your fears. You've conquered and you've also accepted the fact that you're not perfect. And that's kind of built into your confidence. And guys, I will tell you something. And if you listen to this advice, I promise it's going to change your life. The craziest thing on this planet is 
that once you owe up to your insecurities, once you admit to your shortcomings or your downfalls, no one, and I repeat, no one can ever use that against you, ever. Because guess what? Somebody tells you, and guys, no tea, no shade. Everyone's idea of being overweight is totally different. There are people that are walking around 80 pounds that think they're overweight. There are people that are 700 pounds that think that they're overweight. So this is just an example. No tea, no shade on anyone's weight. So for example, if somebody says, hey, you're overweight, you're only going to get hurt if you first place any type of a value on the source, on who's actually saying it. And then two, you're only going to get hurt because it's something about yourself that you haven't accepted. But obviously, if it's bothering you, you yourself think that there's a truth to it at some level. But guess what? Even if you're 700 pounds and somebody tells you, hey, you're overweight. And if you don't think that you're overweight, their opinion doesn't matter. Or if you come back to them and be like, okay, and guess what? They have nothing else to say to you. That's the very fascinating thing about human beings. People will only use things against you if they think that that thing bothers you. And this is the also key differentiator between people that are narcissistic because the other thing with narcissistic individuals is that they like to put down other individuals and that kind of feeds into their self-worth and self-love, right? So most people, most ordinary normal people, normally, and by normal I mean normally functioning thinking individuals, don't need to put down somebody else to make themselves feel better, Your self-love and your self-worth isn't in competition with anybody else. So you should never feel the need to compete with anyone else. In fact, if you do feel the need to compete with somebody else, then you need to work on your confidence, which means that you're not at that level of self-love. You're still at stage two where you're working on your confidence. Because if you had enough confidence, you wouldn't feel the need to compete with anyone because then you would evolve to stage three where you're solely focused on yourself and your own self-worth and your own self-respect and your own value. And that's like the very interesting thing that a lot of individuals don't get. You're not in competition with anyone else. In fact, guys, think of yourself as a unique brand. If you're a brand, a luxury brand, who do you compete with? No one. Because you don't look at anybody else's competition. You are in your own league. And that is part of self-love. Your self-love isn't dependent on somebody else giving you justification or validating your existence or validating your worth. Your self-love isn't in competition with somebody else's. Every person on this face of the planet can have self-love for themselves. And guys, the reason why I'm really talking about this topic is not so much about me, 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 and your best friend, which is also you slash me. The reason why I'm talking about it is in order for you to fall in love with someone, you have to have self-love for yourself. And I'm not talking about the superficial love where you're just like, oh my God, today we're together and you know we're picture perfect for the world to see. No, I'm saying for you to genuinely fall in love with someone, you have to first accept yourself. 
Because if you cannot accept yourself and if you don't have self-love for yourself, you will never get to the level where you can truly expose yourself to another person. You could never be really vulnerable with someone else. Because the whole point of self-love is you already accepted that I'm really good at this. I'm working on those things, but guess what? My flaws is what makes me me. And yes, I'm a work in progress. All of us are. Our journey never ends, guys. You could be 90 years old and guess what? There's still new things that you can learn. There's still experiences that you can have. So the whole point of having self-love is, yes, you need to build up your confidence. You need to owe up to your insecurities. But then eventually the idea is you're also going to meet somebody else that you can love. But you can't fall in love with someone else till you have self-love for yourself. Because guess what? If you don't have self-love, if you haven't reached that level in your own life, first of all, as I already mentioned, you can't be vulnerable to someone else. So that means that if you are in a relationship with someone else, that individual will never truly get to know you. Because if there are parts of yourself that you yourself haven't accepted, there is no way that you're going to share those parts with another human being. It's just not possible because you haven't even come to terms with those parts. So those are probably the things that you're embarrassed about, things that you're ashamed about, things that you feel bad about that you've done. So till you've owed up to all of those things to yourself, you will not ever be in a position where you want to reveal it to someone else, let alone someone that you actually care about. And then the other part of self-love is if you don't have self-worth, and self-respect, that means that you will never stand up for yourself in a relationship and you will not set healthy boundaries. Which means that if you are in a relationship with someone else, that relationship is going to be lopsided, unbalanced, where you're either on the giving end, where you're always doing things for somebody else, or you're just never fulfilled in your relationship because you don't feel good about yourself. And sometimes that's not even a reflection of someone else. The other person may have nothing to do with how you feel in a relationship. Because unless you feel really good with yourself and by yourself, you can't be with someone else. And that kind of stems into the last piece that I want to talk about. In between self-love and obtaining love with another individual, there is, think about it as a bridge. That bridge that you cross from one end to the other is the journey. Like, so on one end of the bridge, let's say if it's a mountain, you have to climb up that mountain, which is basically your foundation that you need to work on. You need to accept your flaws, then you need to work on your confidence, and then, you know, gain self-respect, self-worth. You finally get to the top of that mountain, and you feel really good about yourself. You look around. And like the air is very brisk, you feel accomplished, you know, you knew that this was a struggle, but you got there and it doesn't matter how long it took you to get there, but you got there, you accomplished all of these things, you did it for you. Now you know who you are. You have love for yourself, you have respect for yourself. Yes, there are things that you're working on to be better in your life, but you're a damn good individual. And at that point, somebody else would be very lucky and fortunate to have you. But guess what? If you go directly from that point that you find self-love 
to the point that you get into the relationship. And it's instant. You miss out on the journey that needs to take place in the middle. So that's kind of what I'm explaining with that bridge analogy. You get to the top of the mountain. You feel really good about yourself. And then you see somebody on the other side. And you start thinking to yourself, maybe I could have a relationship with that person. Maybe I could date this person. Maybe we would have some chemistry. Maybe we'll get along great. And then you start to cross that bridge. And in that journey, there's experiences that you need to go through by yourself. Because part of having self-love is that you need to be okay being alone. And guys, by alone, I definitely don't mean that you don't have friends and family, etc. No. By alone, what I'm talking about is that you're okay and you're happy with yourself. Your happiness isn't dependent on another individual. If you were to get into a relationship, great. Then you just get to share that love with somebody. But if you don't find someone tomorrow, that doesn't mean that you're going to be any sadder. That doesn't mean that you're going to start to feel bad about yourself because you're going to start to question your self-worth. So guys, does that make sense? Like when you think about that bridge is really that path that you take that now I know who I am. I'm happy with who I am. But I also need to be comfortable being alone before I can be with somebody else. And the reason why you you need to cross that bridge and kind of go through that journey is because in that journey, you will realize that your happiness is not dependent on anyone else. In that journey, you will realize that even if tomorrow your relationships fell apart, you will be okay. In that journey, you would learn to be happy, be content by yourself and with yourself. That means that in that journey, you've become self-sufficient. And what that journey will do for you, it will prevent you from being in a codependent relationship. And in that journey, it would also prevent you from being in toxic relationships or toxic situationships. Because the reason, and guys, if you haven't checked out the episode on codependent relationships, please go check it out because it ties directly into this. And the reason why it's important for you to take that time between finding self-love and being in a relationship with someone else is you need to understand for you that it is perfectly okay and you will be happy by yourself. And guys, the other reason why I'm talking about this topic is I was actually um, counseling someone today and it was a bit of a sad story where this particular woman, you know, is later on in her life, she's over 60 and she's depressed. And the reason why she's depressed is because she never actually achieved self-love. So having a conversation with her was more just trying to understand that she doesn't see how special she is. I could see that, but she couldn't. All she kept pointing out were all of the things that were wrong with her and how she didn't have somebody to spend her life with. And at no point was she realizing that like she didn't need someone else to make her feel better. She didn't, her happiness was not dependent on finding another mate. It isn't. And guys, to anybody that tells you that you need to be in a relationship for you to feel desired or wanted, I mean... I don't condone violence, but please just slap them. Not hard, but you know, 
left-handed slap slightly across the face because that is the meanest thing somebody could tell somebody. You don't need to be. A relationship does not define who you are as a person. A relationship adds to your life and a relationship is certainly a part of your life, but a relationship is not your entire identity. You still are an individual, whether you're with someone or whether you're not. And that's the, why you need to have that time period between finding self-love and being in a relationship to just be strong and just realize that, guess what? If I was in a marriage tomorrow and that person left me, I would be okay because I will pick myself up. I am my own companion and I know what my worth is and I can go out and find another relationship. And I'm certainly not talking about rebounding, which is another episode I'm going to cover. But you need to know that you'll be okay. So anyways, back to the story with this lady uh, that I was like talking to. By the time I was done, and it was about an hour long conversation. By the time I was done talking to her, I pointed out, you know, because obviously I've spoken to her numerous times before. I pointed to her how many amazing things about herself that she doesn't realize. So her assignment is, and I encourage you, if you guys are still on that journey of self-love, every single day, write one thing about yourself that you really, really like. Every day. And write one thing that you want to improve. Notice how I didn't say one thing that you hate about yourself. Because, guys, flaws is what makes you you. It's the most beautiful thing on the planet. People look at it like, oh my gosh, I'm not really good at this. Like, I'll be fully transparent. I'm terrible at math. So, (laughs) for years, it's something that I've struggled with. But guess what? I've accepted it. And I'm like, wow, now our cell phones come with calculators. Great. Problem solved. (laughs) Move on to something else. So, that's how you need to look at it. If you were perfect, you know how annoying it would be for someone to be in a relationship with you, honestly, because you'd be right all the time. You do everything perfectly. And the craziest thing about being in a relationship with someone is sometimes you do need to argue and fight. It's very healthy. In fact, it's recommended. And I'm not talking about, you know, pots and pans flying across the room, but it's healthy to talk about things that bother you in a relationship. So imagine being with someone that is absolutely perfect. I don't know about you, but that would drive me insane. It's like, oh my God, and the pressure. You're with someone that's totally perfect. So therefore, you yourself are thinking, wow, there's so many things I need to work on myself because I can't reach that level of perfection. But guess what? If you have self-love and you get into a relationship and you've kind of gone through that journey, Whoever comes to your life, and guys, this is how you need to think about relationships. Whoever comes into your life is an addition, not a subtraction. So anyone that comes with you, they're going to add value to your life. You're going to add value to their life. But they're not going to take anything away from you. And the reason why I'm you know, sharing this with you is because the reality of relationships is not everyone that you meet, you're going to end up walking down the aisle and having a happily ever after with. So there are many people that you're going to date, many relationships that you will have that are just going to be learning experiences because that's not the person that you're meant to end up with, which is fine. But a lot of individuals, and I'm not talking about a regular heartbreak, really go through a heartbreak because their happiness is so dependent on that other person. 
it's like that individual is their whole life. And also, guys, think about being in a relationship like that. If you're with someone who knows that they are your whole world and if they were to leave you, that would completely destroy you. That's a lot of power that you're giving to somebody else. And I certainly want to be optimistic and believe that if that person loves you, they will not take advantage of that. But guys, when relationship turns sour, there's a lot of sides to an individuals that you will see, which are not the best. So that's why it's very important to cross this bridge between having self-worth finding self-love and then loving somebody else because in that journey you will add more stuff to your life you will learn more things that would eventually lead you down the path of having a very healthy balanced relationship because all of your self-esteem your happiness and etc is not tied to another individual it's tied to you and that way when you enter a partnership with someone it's going to be a balanced partnership. And even that person understanding that they are not your whole world, that if they were to leave you tomorrow, you will be perfectly fine, is going to, and I hate to put it like this, keep that person in check. And then that way, because you have self-love, self-worth, and because you control your own happiness, if you are in a situation where the relationship doesn't work out, or if you don't feel like you're being treated fairly in that relationship, you will have enough love for yourself to walk away from that situation. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Never ever compromise your happiness for anybody. Never ever get yourself involved or stay in a relationship where you don't feel fulfilled. Never put up with someone that doesn't give you the respect that you deserve. And the other important thing, guys, in that bridge of self love in relationships you will also figure out where your boundaries are and I'm going to do an episode strictly on determining those boundaries and enforcing those boundaries I talk about it a little bit on the codependent relationship episode so if you guys want to go back and check that out that also touches upon it but that's very important for you to be in a loving relationship because respect value All of those things need to be there in order for you to be happy, in order for the relationship to have longevity where both partners feel fulfilled. So hope this episode was helpful to you guys and kind of wanted to jump on and talk about that, you know, because every time that I hear the word self-love and if I see people's expressions, there's very few people that are just like, yeah, because most people just look at it like either it's some hippie term or someone's being narcissistic. So kind of wanted to jump on and just remind all of you how important this journey really is of having self-love and how crucial it is on your path to finding someone to be in a relationship with. And if you are already in a relationship, awesome. Having self-love is also going to make that relationship better and you will feel more fulfilled because you will understand yourself at a deeper level. So guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Till next time, this is Joe Hosmus Anonymous. You are now checked out of the rehab.